Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back today with my good friend, Allison Morrow, and we are talking about unschooling, not not schooling, and more morphed into simplified homeschooling. Um, We are excited to just bring this encouragement to you. This is part of our homeschool survival series, and I hope this has been a really encouraging series for you. I hope it's really opened your eyes up to what homeschooling can look like and and how it can work in your home because we're all different. Every family is different. Every um, child is different. Every parent is different. The needs are different in every home. And so our, our job and our desire is to provide you with the resources and encouragement that you need to homeschool with excellence, no matter what that looks like. If you're doing traditional textbooks or Charlotte Mason or classical or unit studies, or if you're doing a very simplified method of homeschooling, whatever works best for you, do that or do a little bit of each thing, whatever works best for you. But before you do that, pray and just ask that the Lord would lead you and guide you into what is best for your family in order to lead your kids towards Him. But before we get back into our conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com. Try it out for free, ctcmath.com. Allison, welcome back. I am glad that we are having this conversation this week. We are talking about simplified homeschooling. And you talked in the last episode that you have seven pillars of simplified homeschooling. And so the first two were um, religion, but we'll, we'll call that biblical worldview, and then reasoning. And we talked about those two. So the next three are what, back in the olden days when we were kids, <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the three R's, which always was funny to me because, you know, arithmetic and Only writing actually don't starts actually with start with R. <laughs> Reading, writing, and arithmetic. And he said, the three R's. I'm like, well, I'm smart enough to know that that's only one R. (laughs) So we're going to talk about the three R's, but really the R, the W, and the A. (laughs) And uh, so we're going to talk about reading, writing, and arithmetic and how those play in. And those are important things that we need to teach our kids and be intentional about. How can those work practically in the world of, of simplified homeschooling? So let's jump into reading first. Sure. Reading, oh my gosh, I think this is, that and math are the two subjects that I know terrify most parents when they start thinking about homeschooling. The thought, if they've got young kids who don't read yet, they're like, oh my gosh, how do I teach them to read? It's so important and they get so stressed. Same thing with math. The wonderful thing about reading is that the long, if you wait, right now, if you're trying to think of, oh, if my child was in public school in kindergarten, they'd be learning how to read right now. That's not what you do. You get to sit back and let your child listen to wonderful books for a nice long time. That is the best way to give your children a reading foundation to read aloud to them. So in the early years, it is all about reading aloud to them as much as they will let you do. And they don't have to sit next to you the whole time. They can be reading while you can be reading while they're playing, while they're, you know, coloring, whatever it is. Put audiobooks on when you're in the yep. car. Um, you know, audiobooks are not cheating, by the way. Oh, for no. kids who are learning how to read, it's fantastic. For kids who have dyslexia, I have a daughter with dyslexia. Reading for her is audiobooks. That's, yep. I mean, and yes, we work on the decoding thing, but audiobooks are fabulous. So yep. it's all about exposure to print, having books around, reading aloud to them. And honestly, you guys, it's just here's a letter, here's the sound it makes. Here's another letter and here's the sound it makes. We put them together this way. That is reading. It's just phonics based. 
It's very simple. You do not have to have a whole big curriculum. Obviously, if you have a child who has something going on, like like dyslexia, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's kind of a different story. But generally speaking, you can wait. I recommend waiting until kids are more like six or seven before you even start trying to teach them to read unless they are begging earlier. And in which case you just say, we might get this now, we might not. Like, we're going to work on it. Your brain might not have all of the locks open, all the doors open that it needs to, to yeah. learn this. So we'll do as much as we can. And it's all good. It's, you really need to pay attention to your child's development and not try to push it. Yes. Don't do a lot of requiring in the early years. Just lots of exposure to books. Let them read what they want to within reason. It's about creating a love of learning, of yeah. reading in the yep. beginning. Yeah. Um, and it is not nearly as hard as it might seem. So yeah, yeah. Do not let it scare you. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Um, and I like I like that you talk about audiobooks and the importance of those. We've talked about that mm-hmm. a lot on the podcast. And we've actually had several uh, guests on the podcast who have various audiobook, you know, series and programs and things like that. And 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 yeah. they're so important. We love audiobooks in our family and audio dramas too. Those are really fun as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. But um, but those are great. But also you know, my youngest, and I've shared this before with my oldest, we used a reading curriculum, but with my youngest, we didn't. And she just kind of learned how to read because we read to her a lot. And we would sit down and have a book open in front of her and we would read the words and she would say, what does that word say? And I would say, you know, mm, um, <laughs> and she would, yeah, oh, mom, yep. you know, and it was, it just came very naturally for her. It doesn't come as naturally for some kids and they may need a little bit more help. Uh, but that's okay if that's how your kids are wired. And so, but yes, it's it's not as scary. You know, I think this whole idea of bringing our kids home, especially for those parents who have never homeschooled, maybe they just finished the school year and they're they're planning to homeschool next year, or maybe they just have a little one who's just going into, you know, this the school age and, you know, their knees are knocking, they're sweat on their brow, they are terrified because like you said, they don't know what to do. They're trying to figure this out. So that's why we're here to help you. Uh, but yes, don't let this terrify you. It, it can take a lot of times. And God God has made our brains with the ability to learn. And I think we, exactly. we underestimate how God has created our, our brains to work sometimes. Yes. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. We are built, there's a quote somewhere that says, fish swim, birds fly, human beings learn. Like that, yeah, God wow. created us to be learners. That yes. is That is what we do all the time. We're learning, we're learning, we're learning. And kids, I mean, we talk about kids being sponges, how they, you know, yeah. they pick up, they pick up the stuff that we don't even want them to pick up because right. they're such sponges, you know? Um, but when you know that your child is eager to learn mm-hmm. and you don't crush it by yeah. requiring all sorts of stuff and making it boring and making them sit down when their body is not made to sit down yet, it's made to explore and run and climb and, and, you know, engage physically with the world. Yep. That's the biggest thing in the early years is not doing anything academic, yep. letting them just reading aloud as much as you can and yes. teaching through life, which parents are wired to do. Yeah. We already do that. We're already counting things, you know, and, and pointing out letters and singing the alphabet song and all that stuff is, is pre-learning activities from yep. and reading. We yep. do it all the time, just naturally. Right. But for some reason, when we say, oh, now it's time to learn to read, we think, oh my gosh, we can't do that. Right, right. <laughs> you've been teaching your child to read all along. Every right. time you talk about a letter and it's sound and you read aloud to them, you're teaching them to read. Yeah, Don't absolutely. get freaked out by the thought that, oh, it's an academic subject. Right. And now suddenly I'm not qualified. Right, right. Nope, nope. God's going to give you what you need. 
to teach your kids yeah. what they need to learn. So, okay. So that's reading. We love reading lots of read alouds. I love that you talk about that. Read aloud to your kids as much as you can. And it doesn't all have to be at one time. You can read to them, you know, 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon and 10 minutes in the evening. I mean, that's 30 minutes of reading and that's a whole lot of reading in, in a day and in a week. I mean, it adds up yep. very, very quickly. So spend time reading to your kids and the relationship that it builds between a parent and child to read to your kids is so important and it's, it's so gratifying. I love, love, love reading with my girls. I've talked about this lots on the podcast, but I still read to my 16 year old. I mean, usually yeah. we have a book that we are all reading together, the three of us, and I love it. There's not, there's, it's my favorite part of the day sitting and reading yeah. to my kids. It's so much fun. Yep. So, okay. So reading, so let's uh, take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about writing and arithmetic. The other two non-Rs. <laughs> we'll be right back. Are you struggling with managing homeschooling your child on a day-to-day -day basis? BJU Press has a new homeschool planner that can simplify your homeschooling. With BJU Press Homeschool Hub, you can see your child's work for each day, track grades and grade assignments all in one organized system. The BJU Press Homeschool Hub can make your experience more manageable and more enjoyable. You can have the resources you need for painless planning and happy homeschooling. Visit BJUPressHomeschool.com to see how the Hub can improve your homeschooling. Parents everywhere are waking up to the fact that God is calling them to teach their children His Word. BibleQuest gives you a plan and resources to do just that, using the incredibly effective classical model. Help your students memorize biblical information through games and scripture memory songs. Build their understanding with easy-to-use Bible discussions. Mentor them to be wise doers and sharers of the Word. Biblical knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for a lifetime. Try four weeks free at BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. That's BibleQuestClassical.com forward slash rocked. R-O-C-K-E-D. We are back with Allison. All right. So we talked about reading. Let's talk about writing and how, what does that look like with simplified homeschooling? Cause that seems so, like a big one. I mean, that's the one that like, yeah. Oh, writing, like, okay, now maybe my kid knows how to read, but how do I teach them how to write? Yeah. So when we talk about writing, we're actually talking about two different things. We have hand writing mm -hmm. and we have composition. And one of the things I would say is particularly as you start working with your kids, as they're a little older, don't, don't uh, let one get in the way of the other. So in the younger years, you're not expecting your kids to write sentences. You're not expecting them to come up with, you know, paragraphs on their own. That's completely developmentally inappropriate for young children, even though that's what they're doing in public schools. Yeah. We want to give, we want to work with our children's development, right? And so what that looks like is giving them lots of opportunities to scribble. Scribbling is a pre-writing activity. You know, if you ever watch a kid write or write, well, write, what, do what they, you know, if they say, look, mommy, I'm writing a letter. You see lots of this, right? Yes. Which is like cursive. You can mm. teach a young child cursive yep. very easily because they're already doing this loopy kind of stuff. So you can, as you start teaching them handwriting, which again, I would not do until they're six, you know, five or six, maybe remember that their hands need to be able to grip and do fine motor control. Right. Honestly, a seven-year-old hand, a six-year-old hand is far better suited to that than a five-year-old hand. Do not ask your child yeah. to sit and copy, do copy work or anything until they are old enough to be able to really do that. But when you get to that age, let's say six, seven, eight, um, just having them for learning how to write, like handwrite, just have them do what we call copy work. Yep. Get a Bible verse, get a hymn, get, uh, you know, 
little sayings or proverbs or your address yeah. or names. I mean, whatever things that you want them to learn how to write. Yeah. And you just have them copy them. You literally just write a sentence or write, you know, a line of words or whatever it's going to be and then have them write it and not yeah. have them write it 10 times. We don't have to drill things to death. Just say, let's write this sentence today. Mm-hmm. And it can literally take them three or four minutes. Does not have to take, you know, get rid of this idea that you have to spend these big chunks of time on stuff. You yeah. really don't. So yeah. you just let them take however long it's going to take and to copy whatever it is that they're going to copy. And then you move on. And that can really be how they learn to write, just copying things down. Yep. And then when we move to actual composition, because you've spent all this time reading all these wonderful books to them, they've got a bank in their head yeah. of what good writing sounds like. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to instantly become great writers, but you can call back on some of that. Mm-hmm. Remember that really great word that that author used to describe, you know, whatever. Yeah. That would be a great word right here because it's describing, that's what you're trying to describe. You can make, help them make those connections between that vocabulary they've built and them trying to describe things. And mm-hmm. so as they start writing sentences, you just, you start basic. Well, we need to have a a thing doing something. That's our subject. That's our verb. And no, you don't have to do the whole grammar, you know, teaching yeah. all the little bits and pieces and things like that. Really, we right. need our kids to be You able don't to write have to diagram sentences. Well. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. That's not so simplified just, homeschooling. That's complicated homeschooling. Yeah, yes. Do not I'm not saying it's wrong. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> diagram and parse out sentences, you go right on ahead and yes, then you can send it to me. Some kids love that. Yeah. Not me. I've, I've published 10 books and I'm an English teacher and I still cannot diagram. So nice. do not let anybody tell you that you have to <laughs> diagram to be a good writer. I haven't a clue how to right, do that. Right. <laughs> I so love that. So you just read, you're reading these great books to them and then you're teaching them how to create sentences. Mm-hmm. We group these sentences together. That makes a paragraph. All of these sentences have something to do with this right. topic. So there's one paragraph. There you go. Now we just build that. Do it again. Right. Do it again. Now we've got an essay. It doesn't have to be this big, complicated thing, and it does not have to be fancy. Clear communication is much more important than fancy communication. Yeah. And so if, you know, if your child can clearly get their point across, it doesn't matter if it's a big, complex sentence with all sorts of big, fancy words, you want them to be understood. And that is the thing that you work on the most. Right. Saying what you mean Mm-hmm. figuring out the best way, the clearest way to say what it is that you want to communicate. Mm-hmm. How do we write that? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. And going back to the reading, the reading really helps them learn how to be good writers. It's yes. not, it, it's not rocket science. Um, it's really not that hard. So, okay, great. So that's reading, writing. Let's talk about the third non-R, which is arithmetic, which starts with an A, not an R, but yes. we're talking about the three R's. <laughs> so we'll just call it arithmetic. So, <laughs> Let's talk about yes. arithmetic. <laughs> arithmetic. And again, I know this is one of those things that freaks people out. There are so many programs that CTC can help math. you teach math. <laughs> if you feel like you want to use a curriculum, and honestly, yep. it is not a requirement, mm-hmm. particularly in the younger years. If you don't have a child who is dying to go into a STEM field, then really the things that are most important are the basics, right? Yep. The, re- the, the addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, and knowing when and how to apply those. Mm-hmm. Real life application of math is so important. And, it's, and that's the best way to teach it. Taking your kids to the grocery store and showing them how to compare, how to figure out, you know, price per ounce on this versus price per ounce on this. 
figuring out how to balance a budget, figuring out if this is if this is the money that we have budgeted for groceries, what's the best, you know, that that's all math. And we forget yeah. that yep. things like that are, they don't come naturally. Like right. You got to learn how to apply these things, you know? Yeah. And so by showing your modeling for your kids, this is how we use this form of math. That's it. This is when we use this, this is when we do that. And then you can branch into things even like, you know, geometry, for example, if you have a child who loves to build, they want to start, you know, they want to get the wood and make a bookshelf or make, you know, a table or something. But you're going to have to talk about angles. You're going to have to talk about geometry, but you're teaching it through things that they like, things that they're wanting to do. And these, you know, looking for these ways to teach through life, particularly with math, um, makes math so much easier, so much less scary. You know, we tend to say, oh, like I'm a math person. Oh, I'm not a math person. We tend to think of there being like math people. Uh There is no such thing. It's just people who have (laughs) who have been taught in a way that resonates with them and people who've been taught in a traumatic way that has made them think I never want to, you know, see another math sheet again. Right. Um, Just don't teach it with trauma. Stay away from, you know, the drill and kill of we're going to do these, you know, multiplication facts. You know, you've got to finish the 103 minutes. Right. Those like drills that we used to do in elementary school. Oh, my gosh. You don't have to do that. And here's the other thing, too. When you and I were kids, Mm -hmm. our teachers said all the time, you're not going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket. Right. Yes, we are. (laughs) We are walking around with a calculator in our pocket. Yep. Our kids, you know what? And this might be one of those things that people will debate. I don't think it's super important to spend a ton of time forcing your kids to memorize their facts. Over time, they will memorize them Mm -hmm. because they'll be using them and using them and using them. Yeah. But if you have a child who's really resistant to that, is it really worth the fight, the battle, right, right. when they can literally just say, hey, Siri, what's eight times nine? Yeah. Like, yeah. oops, Siri just popped up on my computer. She's like, yes. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, <laughs> she's saying it in my head. Um, I'm 46 year old and I still do not know my eight, my eights. Like <laughs> I have a blank space in my head for my eights facts. I've just never learned them. And yet I have become You've a very survived. successful adult. Yeah. Yes. So it's not about having to know all of this stuff. It's about knowing what skill you need to use and right. when. Right. That is the most important thing. And yeah. so when you focus on that, and then as your kids get older, middle school, high school, and you start seeing their interests, their talents developing, and mm-hmm. they're starting to talk about what they might want to do in the future. If you see a kid who's moving in a STEM direction, that's when you say, okay, let's formalize this. Let's really, let's dig into this. And they're going to be so intrinsically motivated to do that yeah. because it's going to get them where they want to go. Yes. You're not going to have the battles. They're going to be like, okay, I, I want to get into that program. Yeah. So I got to learn this and they'll learn it so much faster yes. because they're intrinsically motivated. Right. Instead of you sitting down and saying, you have to work on right. this for 20 minutes and having that fighting all day. Right. right. It's because they realize and discover how God created them and who he created them to be. Um, and we've heard lots of stories about that. Dorinda Wilson is one, um, you know, that that comes to mind that her, you know, she had a son who didn't like school and he was like, hey, mom, can I get this book on coding? And she's like, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and didn't know he knew anything. He didn't really know anything about it, but there was something about that that interested him. And, you know, now he's a very successful, you know, programmer and, wow. uh, and it's amazing. And she just was, I think he was like 13 at the time. She was like, I never would have imagined wow. that he would enjoy something like that. But, you know, um, he discovered what his bent was. And so it's fun. Have you heard of the book? I was just talking to a friend about this the other day. It's called all the math you'll ever need. Um, a self-teaching guide by Ooh. Steve Slavin. 
I don't know if you've heard of that. I have not, but I like the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to check that out. <laughs> it's, I'll put a link to this. Um, I actually <laughs> checked it out from the library last summer and I need to check it out again because, um, yeah. Okay. If, if you're a math person, cause you know, Allison says there's no math people and not math people. I, I, I might disagree with you there cause I'm not a <laughs> math person. <laughs> um, but I, I have many friends who are, who, who enjoy math. I should say, I don't enjoy math and I have friends who do enjoy yeah. math. Um, that is true. Yeah. But this book is one that I'm like, this is good for the rest of us. The, like all the math you need to know, what, what do you need to get through life? And mm-hmm. so that's, that's basically what this book is. And it's, it's quite a fascinating book. I think it's been around for quite some time, but it's called All the Math You'll Ever Need. And um, so, yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Um, so, yeah, th- this is all good stuff. We're, we're talking about reading, writing, arithmetic. I love all that you're saying about all these things. This is great encouragement for that mom who just wants to simplify her homeschooling. But we are out of time. We're going to come back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the last two pillars, which are responsibility and recreation. And those are really fun and exciting things to talk about. We love talking about responsibility. Uh, and we love recreation as well. So thank you, Allison, for uh, being with us again today. And thank you guys for joining us again today. I hope you've been encouraged. Um, if you've not left a review for this podcast, we would love it if you would do that either on YouTube. You can go to YouTube and just leave a comment because people read those comments and we love to read the comments that you guys do leave and to know how this podcast is encouraging you Um, or go to iTunes and leave a, a comment on there and just encourage others to listen if it's a blessing to you. So thank you so much. If it's not a blessing to you, well, then you probably wouldn't be listening, but let us know if there's a way that we can serve you. If there's questions you have about homeschooling, guests that you would like to have on the show, let us know. Feel free to send us an email, podcast at schoolhouserocked.com. But we would really love it if you would leave a review. Have a great rest of your day and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com.